Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. We're learning Maseches Ksubis Daf Membez, and we're starting Baruch Hashem at a new parak, the parak of Nara Shenis Patsa. We've been discussing over the last parak, which is the parak of Elu Naros, the halachic implications of the Psukim and Chumash that speak about a knas that's given to a man who violates a woman or who seduces a woman. And the conversation continues into this parak as well. We'll be learning today most of Membez and Medbez, and then we'll stop at the bottom. Tomorrow night, blot and a half. Uh, Shabbos, blot and a half. Uh, Sunday, it will learn in the morning. And uh, and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday will be over uh, voice recording, most likely. Keep you posted. The new parak opens at the bottom of Memala from Medbez. Nara Shanispatsa, if there is a Nara who was seduced, Boshta Ufigama Ukinasa Shalaviha. Her boshes, her pegam, her reduction in cost, and her knas goes to the father. And if a woman was bitfusa, which is the same thing as anusa, it just means that she was uh, violated against her will, then we add in tsar. We discussed this in the previous parak. We're under an, a halachic assumption that there's no tsar when it comes to a woman who's been seduced, because at the end of the day, she was complicit. And therefore, we assume that there was no tsar. Now, the Gemara adds an iteration here. Amda bidin. Amidas hadin is a halachic moment in time where, uh, where someone was brought to Bezdin and the Bezdin paskined that a person owed a particular amount of money. So Amda bidin, if in fact Bezdin paskined that the ma'anes, the man who violated this woman or the mafata, the man who seduced this woman, that he owes money. So, ad shalome sa'ab, up until the time that the father is not yet dead, after the Amidah Sadin, Harehain Shalab, all the money belongs to the father. Mesav, if after the Amidah Sadin, after the it was established that the father is owed money, that the daughter was violated, the Ma'anes is guilty, uh, but the father died already, so then Harehain Shalach, and then it goes to his Yorshin. Lohi speak but if the Amidah Sadin had yet to take place before the father died, no Amidah Sadin yet, then Harehain, then Harehain Shalatzma. If there was a midas adin ad bagra, it was after Nairus, but before uh, before bagra, before she became a bogeris. Harehin shalab, mesav harehin shalachin. If the husband, if the father, if her father dies, then the monies go to the brother. Lo he speak alamod bedin ad bagra. And if Amidas adin was not done before bagras, before she reached twelve years and six months, what's the halacha? The Mishnah concludes harehin shalatzma. Then it belongs to her. And then the Mishnah says, all of this is really the Tanakhama. However, Rib Shimon, Omer, Rib Shimon is of the opinion, Rib Shimon is of the opinion that we're not focusing on the time of Amidah Sadin, of the time when the Bezdin actually determines that the man who violated or seduced this woman is actually guilty, that that's not the moment in time, but rather... It's whether or not the money has transferred hands yet. And that is, then if the money doesn't trade hands yet, then the money goes to her. So that's the machlokas between the Tanakama and <clears throat> between the Tanakama and Rib Shimon as to whether or not the moment in time that we're looking at is the moment in time of Amdabidin or the moment of time of Legabos where the money was actually <coughs> where the money was actually collected. As we turn to the top of Membez Aleph, we learn something that seems to be pretty, uh, pretty clolius uh, dick as it relates to Shas, and that is on the top of Membez Aleph that Maisi Yadeha Umitsiyasa, that her handiwork and items that are found in her name, 
even though she hasn't collected them yet, she has no possessions. They belong to her father. And if her father dies, then it goes to his brothers, to his Yorshim. Asks the Gemara, we learned in the Resha these halachos that we've already learned in the previous parak. And the Gemara doesn't like having things that are duplicative. So the Gemara is bothered. Our Mishnah teaches us basically nothing new in the Resha of our Mishnah because we already learned in the previous parak. That if a man seduces a woman, he has to pay three things. And if he rapes her, then it has to be four. That if a man seduces a woman, he has to pay for boshes. He has to pay for embarrassment. He has to pay for pigam, lowering her cost and knas, what the Torah defined as a punishment. And again, as mentioned already in our Mishnah today and in the last parak, that when it comes to a mefate, there's no tsar, but when it comes to a, an ones, then there is tsar. We've already learned this. Our, our Mishnah and the Rish is teaching us absolutely nothing new. So what then was the point of our Mishnah if we already learned this in the previous parak? So the Gemara says, We needed to make sure we needed to make sure that everyone knows that the money goes to the father. Says the Gemara, come on, everybody knows that, that uh, this money goes to the father because by virtue of the fact that the mefate, the man who seduced is giving over the money, she was complicit. Why would she be the one to get the to get the payments, she agreed in the end. She she okay. I'm not saying it was what she wanted initially, but she was coerced and she agreed in the end to sleep with him. So she shouldn't be getting the payments. She did this again with her own with her own recognition, with her own knowledge, with her own understanding. So therefore, obviously, the money is going to go to the father. So therefore, the Gemara says no. Why is why is it that we needed our Mishnah? Because we already have another Mishnah saying the same thing. The Gemara responds ten lines down. The reason why our Mishnah is listed the way that it's listed is to make sure that we have the opportunity to learn about the Machlokas between Reb Shimon and the Rabbanon. Let's review. What is the Machlokas Reb Shimon and the Rabbanon? That the line in the sand of ownership of money, according to the Tanakama, was Amad Abedin. Once Bezdin says that this man either was a mifata or a manes. And according to Reb Shimon, it wasn't that. It was about givia, about collection of, collection of actual money. The Gemara says about a quarter of the way down, Tanan Hasam, we have a Mishnah elsewhere. This Mishnah is in Maseches Shavuos. And the Mishnah says as follows. <clears throat> of course, Maseches Shavuos is all about halachic promises. So how does uh, how would it play out if a person made a promise and lied? So the Gemara says, if a man says, Anasta upitis esbiti, you uh, either raped or seduced my daughter, and the defendant says, I absolutely did not rape or violate your daughter or seduce your daughter. And then the father says, I'm sorry, then, then the man says, Yeah, man, sorry, the father says, I want you to make a promise to me. And he says, Amen is a sign that I agree to the Shavuah. So now we have this dialogue where the father accuses the defendant. The defendant not only denies it verbally, but accepts a shvua upon himself that he did not do anything wrong. And then contrition takes over and he feels guilty. So he says, you know what? I lied. I made a shvua, which I shouldn't have done, but I made a shvua and I lied. So the halacha is chayev. What is he chayev for? So take a look at Rashi. Rashi is eight lines down, four lines into the thinner line. They were Hamaskil Chayev. Rashi says he's obligated to pay Karen Vichomesh, the principal plus 20%, and the Asham. He has to bring a Korban. He has to bring a Korban because he, he lied, and it's a Korban for a Shvua. 
This is called an Asham Gzelis, which we read about in the Perak that we say in uh, in davening in the morning before Rabbi Shmuel. Fine. So that's what the Gemara says in this Mishnah that he's chayat. And in that Mishnah, in Shavuos, the Gemara says, third of the way down, Rabbi Shimon Poter, She'enu Meshalem Kenas Al Piyatzmo. Rabbi Shimon says, no matter what, this person's going to be Pater. Even if he would have admitted it, Meirosh is going to be Pater, because Moda Beknas is Pater. We learned this in, uh, we learned this the other day, that when one admits to a punishment that he is obligated to give that is a knas. A knas is an amount of money that's really unrelated to the damages that are done. It's a conceptual consequence. So let's say you violated a woman, you have to pay 50 shekel. There are also other payments, but the knas, the slap on the wrist is the 50 shekel. When you speed and you get a ticket, that's not, not mida keneged mida. It's a knas. It's a knas. It doesn't, it's not logical. You didn't cause any damage. It's a knas. So here too, what we're saying is that according to Reb Shimon, even if you didn't lie, you wouldn't have had to pay a knas. So then here, even if you do lie, then certainly you wouldn't have to pay a knas. The shvua, you, you have to bring the korban asham. I agree. You have to bring a korban asham because you made a shvua and you lie. But to pay the knas is not correct. So Amrulo, the Chachamim said to Reb Shimon, even though it's true, you're right, that maybe where there should be no knas, but Reb Shimon at least agreed to us that this man would still need to pay the boshes and pegam. <coughs> he would still need to pay for whatever embarrassment took place and for whatever reduction in value occurred by sleeping with this woman. Halfway down, the Gemara discusses a dialogue with Abaye and Rava. This will carry the day. This machlokes, this uh, this distinction between Abaye and Rava is going to last for the next Amud. Abaye and Rava, excuse me. Abaye says to Rava, Ha'omer lechaveiro, if a man says to his friend, Anasta upitisa esbiti, you uh, either raped or violated or seduced my daughter, and I brought you to Bezdin, and Bezdin said, you're obligated to pay me money. The defendant says, I did not rape your daughter, I did not seduce your daughter, and you did not bring me to Bezdin, nor am I obligated to pay you any money. So you have the plaintiff and the defendant, the plaintiff makes his complaint, and the defendant perfectly shuts it down and says, I disagree. Vinishba. In fact, the defendant is so sure about his shita that he actually makes a shvua. But then contrition takes over vihoda, and he admits. So Abai is asking Rabbah, my, what would be the halacha of Shimon? Lerib Shimon, my, we know that in the previous piece of Gemara, we had said that Rib Shimon highlighted the fact that this was a knas. Do we say, and this is a very important lumdus to understand, do we say two-thirds of the way down, five lines before the wide lines, that kevan de amad bedin, once Bezdin makes a determination that the ma'anes or the mafata, the man who did the violating, is obligated a certain amount of money, do we then say that the knas now turns into mamon, mamona havoi, umichayevalei korban shvua, or odilma afalgab de amad bedin, that even though Bezdin already made a clear stipulation or they've, they've already adjudicated, they say that this man is chayev to pay X, then would we still say knas havin? Meaning, do we say that there's a line in the sand as it relates to Amada Bedin, that up until the time of Amada Bedin, we view the money as knas. But once, once Bezdin establishes how much money the Ma'anis or the Mafata has to give, then it turns into Mamon or no. 
So Amar Le, Rabba says back to Abaye, and we're three, four lines before the wide lines on Membez Medalif, Omar Le, Mamona Have Umechaevale, Korban Shvua. So Rabba Paskins, remember Rabba was a third century Amora, and Abaye was fourth century. Remember that uh, Rabba and Rav Yosef argue all the time, and Abaye and Rava with an Aleph argue all the time. So really, Abaye was in Rav Yosef's year, but Rav Yosef and uh, and uh, and Rabba were the same generation. And he was talking in the base matters with someone in the older generation. So that was what he said. And Rabba Paskin, that after Amada Bedin, after Bezdin adjudicates and they determine how much money this person owes, then the money is no longer in the category of Kanas. It is now going to be in the category of Mamon. And that's what the Gemara says here. Amarle Mamona have it's considered mamon, and he is obligated in a korban shvua because he made a shvua that he really didn't do any of these things, and he lied, and you, he was caught red-handed. It's very, very bad to make a shvua, very bad to make a shvua, and to be wrong about it. We saw this Gemara a couple, I think it's in this Masechta, that it's bad for a person to make a shvua, to make a neder. It's dangerous to do that. I can't remember what the mashal was. Anyone remember? Can't remember. But even the positive side of making a neder was, uh, was, was frowned upon. Okay, we're coming up to Rosh Hashanah. We're going to do Ataris and Dharam. We have to, and we know all the different languages, Konam and Shvua, right? we have to get back into the mindset. Okay, so now that's the Shita of Rabbah. The Rabbah holds that Hamada Bedin transitions the financial consequence from Knas to Mama. Says Abaye to Rabbah, Esve, but I have a Brisa. I have our Mishnah, actually. Rav Shimon Ober, Rav Shimon is of the opinion, Yachol Ober Lechavero, it could be that a man says to his friend, Anasti, Anasta Upitisa SBT, that a man could say to his friend, I believe that you raped or violated or seduced my daughter. The defendant says, I did not rape and I did not seduce your daughter. Or the claim was, Hemi Shorcha Es Avdi, the plaintiff says, that your shore killed my slave, Vuhu Omer Lo Hamis, and the defendant says, No, my shore did not. Oh, Sha'omar Lo Avdo, or an Evid says to his master, Hipalta es Shini, Visimisa es Aini. We know, of course, that an Evid is set free based on Psukim and Chumash if the master injures him in a way where one of his teeth fall out or where one of his eyes is, uh, is damaged. So let's say that that's the claim that the Evid makes to his master. And again, in all of these cases, the defendant says, Lohi palti below si me. See, none of your none of, none of your teeth fell out and I didn't blind you. And then Vinishba Behoda, and the defendant makes a shvua, but he's contrite, and then he lied. And then he admits that he lied. Maybe we would have said that the person is chayev. So then says the Gemara, there's a long pasuk. So says the Gemara, what's the drush on this pasuk based on the word just like all the cases listed here have to do with mamonas, that includes all cases that are mamon, to exclude the cases of knas where 
they would in fact be uh, held accountable for a shua. So that's what the Gemara says for that Vikichesh is an exemption on Mumminus. So then what's the what's the question from this Brisa that Abaye is asking from Rabbah? And that brings us to the top of Membezim and Bez. The Gemara says, My la omad bidin. Don't we see from this Brisa that we're talking about a case in this Brisa where the case was already adjudicated in Bezdin and Ahmad Bidin happened? But, but then why would there ever be a knas? Remember, Rabbah, you held that Ahmad Abedin transfers over the conceptual finances from knas to mama. So that doesn't work. If this Bryce says Ahmad Abedin, Rabbah, then this doesn't make sense according to it. What would Rabbah answer? So it says the Gemara, Lo, no, this case is not talking about Ahmad Abedin. Says the Gemara, Bishalo Ahmad Abedin. I asked the Gemara, that doesn't make sense. But if the Resha, as we established already, was talking about Ha'amad Abedin, so then Seifanami Bishamad Abedin. We always like to have a source be consistent from Resha to Seifa in regards to the fundamental pillars of the case. So here, what we're talking about is whether or not there was a there was Ahmad Abedin. If there was Ahmad Abedin in the Resha, that's a fundamental pillar of our case. We should therefore assume that it's true in the Seifa as well. Seifa Nami Bishamadin, third line to Ktani Resha, Ain the Ella Dvarm Shemeshalman Alain Sakaran. Tashlume Kefil Tashlume Arba Vikamisha Vonis Ramafatumosi Shem Raminayan. I know, says the Gemara, the Halachos about paying principal, the Karen. But what about the consequence of Knas? Says the Gemara, and let we'll have to um, hold on to this for just a moment. It's a, a multi-step argument. Says the Gemara, Talmudomer Umaala Ma'al, a double language, Reba, that we see that there are extra things included in our case in the Mishnah. What is this talking about? It says the Gemara, hey, if this is a case where it was low Ahmad Bedin, so then you can't pay Kefel without Bezdin. Of course, there had to be Ahmad Bedin. And if the Resha is Ahmad Bedin, then Seifanami Ahmad Bedin. So therefore, the Gemara's question is very strong. Rabbah wanted to say that the case that you described was a case of Shalo Ahmad Bedin. Because that was that that fits for Rabbah, because Rabbah was trying to say that really Ahmad Bedin is a transition point to change the finances from Knas to Mama. But that doesn't work. So Amar Le, Rabbah says, really, Yachilna, conceptually, I could have given you an answer. Technically, I could have done that for you. I could have argued that the Resha was talking about Ahmad Bedin and the Seifa was not. The Kula Rib Shemini. And really, everything was of the opinion of Reb Shimon. Because if you remember from our Mishnah, Reb Shimon doesn't look at Ahmad Bedin as the line in the sand, changing something from Knas to Mamon. Reb Shimon says it's only the transferring of Mamon, the go, the, the gove, when one actually collects the money. But, says the Gemara, But Rabbah says to Abaye, I'm not going to give you a bad answer. I'm going to give you a really strong answer. Just makes me question a lot of the things we've learned in Shas, because this sounds like a wonderful answer. Why can't this Mishnah just be like Rabbi Shimon? Well, we'll see in a moment why. De'im came. Abaye said, Rabbi says to Abaye, had it been that I gave you this argument, that the whole Mishnah is really Rabbi Shimon, De'im came, Amrisli, what would you have argued? Listen, Rasha, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, listen, Sefa, Dibi Rabbi Shimon. If the whole Mishnah was really Rabbi Shimon, then you should have said that. So therefore, Rabbi is not even willing. He's playing chess. I'm not even willing to give you the bad answer. I know what move you're going to do if I say X. So I'm not even going to say X. Ella Rabbi says, really, Kulam Bisha Ahmad Bedin. 
all of the cases that we're dealing with are Omad Bedin. And there is a machlokas, like we saw in our Mishnah, between the Rabbonon and Ribshimen. And I agree with you. I agree with you, changing his answer slightly from what we saw on the previous page on Membez Madalev. Here he says that really there would be no korban that is brought in this case. And when I say that Amada Bedin establishes something as mamon, that is only in, as it relates to Lehorisho Lebanov, that he is able to give it as a Yerusha to his children. But really, it's not, Amada Bedin is really not a massive transition point between the world of Knas and the world of mamon. Fine. So he answers that question. And then uh, Abaye comes back with yet another question against Rabbah. ACV, we have another source in our Mishnah that's problematic for Rabbah. Reb Shimon Omer, we had said in our Mishnah that according to Reb Shimon, that if there wasn't enough time for the father to collect the knas from the, from the ma'anes or the mefate before the father died, then the money goes to the woman herself, to the, to the woman who was violated. Says the Gemara, Abaye says to Rabbah, how can you say that, uh, that Amad Abedin is a moment where things change from Knas to Mamon? If your argument is that we're talking about really that it's Lahorish Labanov and it's Mamon, it's only as it relates to uh, to be Horish Labanov, so then La'at Mamai, why then would it ever go to her? Says the Gemara, it still should have gone to the brothers. So Omar Rava, Rava says, this is an age-old question. Rabba and Rav Yosef, they did not understand how to navigate this question of Abaye. Okay, Abaye lived after them. Abaye asked a question and his rabbi were like, yeah, welcome to the club. This child has been asked from since you were born, Abaye. This is a long-standing question. Esrin Vitartin Shnin. The question is 22 years old. Below Ifrak, there was no answer. Adi Yosef Rav Yosef Beresha Upirka. Until Rav Yosef sat at the head, meaning until Rav Yosef became the Rosh Yeshiva, Upirka, and then he gave an answer. How did he give the answer? How do we understand why it is that the money would go to her and not as a Yerusha to, to the father's family? Says the Gemara, Shiny Hasam to Omar Krav and Nasan Haisha Shochevimalavianarachamishim Kesef. This is the Pasik that says, The man that laid with his daughter gives to the father 50 Kesef, 50 Shekel. Lo Zichsatora Leav Elamishas Nasina. The only time that the father is able to actually take the money is Mishas Nasina. Vichika Omar Rabba Mamona Havi Lehorisho Lebanov Bishar Knossos. Here is the exception and not the rule. But really, the rule is that it should go to, um, like Rabbah says, that it should go to the Bana. But here is an exception to the rule. Here she gets it because that's what the Pasuk in Chumash wants. Okay, that's what the Gemara says is the exception. The Gemara says that doesn't work. If you're going to say that only Knossos are going to be are different, all the other Knossos are different, I have another Knoss that breaks the rule. Says the Gemara two-thirds of the way down, Elameata, if your rule is correct, that uh, there's an exception to be made by Shar Knossos, Elameata, Gabe Eved, Kesef Shloshim Shkalem, Yitain Ladona. We see another language of Nesina. Hachanami lo zichzator lo Adon Elamishas Nesina. Maybe we should say the rules are different with an Eved because that's a Knoss as well. Says the Gemara, don't say that because Yitain Lechud Venosan Lechud, the words of Yitain 
Kain and Venusan are not similar as it relates to drushos. They're not identical terminologies. Yehachi says the Gemara, why was it Talmud Omar Vekichesh? Why is it that Rabbi had to quote the Pasuk of Akichesh? He should have said, Tamad Omar v'nasan mi boile. If v'nasan is the whole kunst of the whole under, why do we have two psukim? <laughs> says the Gemara, Omar Rava, and we're coming to the end of our dafer today, Omar Rava, ki itzrich v'kichesh, when do we need the case, the Pasuk of Akichesh, the b'risa that Rabbi quoted at the bottom of the previous page? Ta, uh, says the Gemara, that's kigon she'amda bedin, ubagra, he was established, the man, the Ma'anis or the Mefata was established that he owed money. And then she was Bagra. She became 12 years and six months. Umesa, and then she died. Then it comes from her and she he inherit, inherits from her. Yahi says the Gemara, then Yatsu Elu Shehin Knas, this is not a Knas anymore. Now it's Mamon. Mamon who? So says the Gemara, Amar Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Yatsu Elu Sheikron Knas. You can't really look at it here. These fundamentally were a Knas, even though there was a change that took place. But fundamentally, they're still considered a Knas. We're going to stop right here at the Eisve, and tomorrow we'll ask one more question on Raba uh, from Abaye, and then we'll pick up tomorrow on Yirtz Hashem, learning Daf Mem Gimel and Mem Dalad Wishing you all a beautiful night.